Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Wendy Pease. Wendy, you are the president of Rapport Translations, and you are found on Rapport International. You're found on the web at rapporttranslations.com. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. It's so great to be here, Josh. Yes. So give us an overview. What does Rapport International do? We do everything high quality from one language to another. So that can be websites, it can be, uh, you know, e-commerce ads, it can be, you know, technical manuals, uh, patent research. So anything translation is written and then interpretation is spoken. So that can be telephone, video, webinar, uh, or in-person or in-person conferences. So we, we, from start to finish with working with a company, we're actually doing a lot in HR now. So people uh, can hire folks that don't speak English and become fully employed because that's such an issue right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And I mean, if you go to reporttranslations.com, um, one thing I think that you'll get a feel for pretty quickly is that uh, Rapport is kind of a big dog in this world. <laughs> you guys, uh, you, you've done some really big, you've done a lot of work uh, for yes. quite a period of time. Would you mind just yeah. go ahead and brag for just a bit about uh, just the reach and impact of, of Rapport International? Oh, sure. I'd love to. <laughs> well, the company was founded over 30 years ago uh, by a woman who just had such great vision. And 17 years ago, she was ready to retire and I was ready to come in and put in a CRM and a website. Um, and now I've got a team here working that is absolutely fantastic. They're so dedicated. They're so focused. Um, for the last 10 years, we've had 100% on-time delivery rate. That's when we started tracking it. Um, we offer over 200 languages. Um, and, and so I'm, oh, and we have 100% satisfaction guarantee. So we do all human translation. So if you see Google Translate, it's not the quality you need. And I see so mm. many websites putting the plugin on their site and it's hurting them mm. because people click out of there real quickly because they can't get their information. And then I've also heard that it shows as duplicate content. So it could also hurt your website. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we, can, and, and- we, we, we help your business grow and we help you avoid liability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know, I think about some of these use cases, right, where this is pretty critical. You know, it's easy for us to think of examples where we've seen bad translation happen. Um, yes. I see this quite frequently, you know, if you're buying a product, let's say on Amazon, and it's maybe shipped from overseas, particularly China, um, you know, and you look in the instruction manual and it's a, it's a bit of a comedy of errors if you're an English speaker to read that. Um, and guess what? It, it's that same way for everybody. 
Yes, yes. I just uh, reached off the video because I just got a motorized treadmill uh, to put under my desk. So if I want to walk, I'm not doing it right now. And I read the manual and I could not figure out what it meant to work the remote control. So I've had to stand here and just push lots of buttons to to figure it out. But I'll have to bookmark the page and read you what it said, because it was just... (laughs) It was crazy. And and so if you're, if you know, you're listening to me in English, if you're writing something in original content, make sure that whoever's doing your translation is doing high quality because it reflects really badly on the company. Yeah. You know, and certainly, yeah, you certainly would not want to hire me just using Google Translate uh, to, I would do a ridiculously poor job uh, trying to create an instruction manual, you know, from English to Swedish or something like that. Forget it. I, it's, it's not going to be good. So you you do need to hire a professional that's going to do that. If And you, you have know. to ask the professionals too, because we yeah. picked up some clients because they said that the agency they went to before did machine translation with post-human editing. Sounds like a great idea. Have the, the machine do the, the heavy lifting, but it sounds clunky and unnatural because machines can't pick up all the different flavors and nuances of languages. Wow. Do you see that? um, I mean, do you think that it will always be human or, you know, will, you know, will machine learning and AI get better at this? And, you know, is there going to be an instance where hybrid is absolutely appropriate? I wrote a book just about that. Okay. <laughs> it's called the language of It's funny you marketing. should ask that, Josh. Uh, she pulls out the book. <laughs> I just happened to have. Yeah, go to Amazon and search for the language of global marketing by Wendy Pease, and you can get into more detail. But let me give you the summary. Okay, I don't think machines are ever going to take over high quality translation needs. So that's anything that can affect your revenue line. So that's marketing, sales. And it's not going to take over anything for liability, like legal, regulatory, or training manuals, um, important communications. And there's a few reasons why. One is that there's about 3,000 new words added to a language in a year. And a machine just isn't going to keep up with that because they have, you know, you think about selfie or, um, you know, what are some Bitcoin or, you know, any of the cryptocurrency terms, they're coming at us so fast that there's no, you know, like the machines, you know, aren't programmed for that yet. And even if they are programmed for all the new words that are coming in, they could have different meanings. Now, now, where are you from? I am from Florida or originally from the Midwest. What does we, okay. Florida or the Midwest. What does wicked mean to you? Not the same thing that it means to you. Uh, Wicked <laughs> is the uh, Broadway musical starring Adina Menzel, and you know, uh, probably pretty bad. You're if you're wicked, you're you're an evil person. Right. Okay. So see that you're we're in the United States. We speak the same language, but if you're in New England, uh, people will say, "Oh, it's wicked hot," and they're just using you know something to expand how hot it is. We never say it's cold, you know, if it gets to 80 degrees, it's wicked hot here. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, you know, that kind of getting the meaning across is really important. And if you don't have too fully trained, I mean, if you don't have a fully trained translator, you might miss those subtleties in language. And the other thing is, is there are some words that just don't have a direct translation. Like mm. Farfagnugan is one that people are familiar with. It's the pleasure of driving. It takes four words in English to, to get across that meaning. Um, I can tell you about the worst translation ever, too, because mm -hmm. they didn't capture the meaning. This was back in World War II when the United States, the Allies said, hey, you know, Pr Vice Premier of Japan, you need to surrender right now or we're going to drop a bomb on you. And, mm. um, you know, or there'll be no looking back or however they, they put the threat out. And the Vice Premier said, Mogutsatsu which meant, you know, just hang on for a minute. Let me take a breath. Don't, you know, let's take a pause here. And the interpreter didn't realize that the vice premier was just saying that word. So um, he trans he interpreted it back to the U.S. with we're going to wait. And so that uh, caused the, the atomic bomb to be dropped and destroy that company and I mean that country and all those people. So having, you know, there's little instances like that where you're having a professional translate that makes such a difference. I could go on with yeah. <laughs> more examples. Well, we um, think of, you know, Wendy, even just from a couple of perspectives, right? So, and you, I think you had mentioned this, number one, we think about how much work we put into marketing copy. Like if you're going to have yes. language on your website, doesn't matter whether or not you, you know, you have like a choice between three different ways of describing something or words even. And yeah, there's a huge difference because there's so these subtleties with each of these words. And so that's why you would hire a professional copywriter to make sure you get that tone right. Does this mean exactly what we want to say? And people will put big money into having uh, a copywriter make sure that they hit that. And we're just talking about one language to one market, right? Um, and so in that instance, you spend so much time to be so meticulous to your own native language. And they say, well, wait a minute. We also market to Spanish speaking audiences. Why would you not use that same level of um you know, attentiveness uh, mm -hmm. to that work. If you're serious about marketing in Espanol, then you better get someone that not only can translate, but then can also translate the nuance and work with you to make sure that that is in line. That, I think that would be a perfect case where um, could a machine do it? Could a machine do it acceptably? Probably. But is it worth the extra investment to make sure that you get it nailed down right? I would argue if you're spending that money on the English side or your native side, it probably makes sense to make sure that, you know, that you have that same uh, amount of effectiveness in those other languages. Yeah. And the translators that work with us, many of them have master's degrees. They have PhDs. They're real. You know, they're like writers. They spend a lot of time thinking about some the way something should be said. And um, they'll quote dictionaries at me or they'll come, they'll, you know, reach out and say, hey, can you get clarification for, on, from the client on this, how it's written? Because I'm not, I'm not clear what the English is saying. And they're, they're fully educated in English. And so they understand the language, but sometimes writing is just, it's, it's not clear. 
Um, so you make a good point. And there's all sorts of examples. We did a uh, project for Staples where their tagline was make more happen. And they were taking the more out and substituting in make work happen, make play happen. And one of them was make refrigerator art happen. And in the United States, we know that refrigerator art is your child's artwork that yeah. you hang on the fridge. So you have an art gallery in your kitchen. Well, the French translator came back and said, you know, that's not a thing in France. We don't have refrigerator art. Refrigerators for keeping food cold. So we could go, we could take that back to them. A machine's not going to tell you that. They're just going to translate refrigerator. Um, There was also the the Ford Pinto when it launched in the Spanish-speaking countries. One of the countries, Pinto mean um, meant um, or means male genitalia. And so when they got the car down there, luckily, you know, it didn't work. It got a lot of laughter, but luckily they could pluck the name off of it and they ended up putting Corsell on it. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, of course, and, and and this goes without saying, right, as certainly anything where legally you have to have that language correctly. And Mm -hmm. again, should you run into a situation where then it needs to be brought into court to interpret, well, this is what you, this is what you actually said in the agreement here. And I know you thought you were saying this, but legally that's not what this says. Like that's a, that's an important thing to get right. Yes. And when we're working with uh, lawyers or people who are translating legal contracts, we always recommend that they do put a clause in, um, Mm. you know, if there's any disagreement about what the translation is, um, that which which language will prevail. Mm. I mean, and and, and often sometimes it's not even the, the fault of the translator that it's different. I mean, we worked with a hospital who had a tagline. It's all about getting better. Now, you didn't have to have a subject in English, and it had the dual meaning of it's about the hospital providing better services and the client getting better. So it was a great tagline for a hospital. The translator looked at it and, you know, said, you know, translated it as it's the hospitals always getting better and providing better services. The editor for that um, said, I don't think so. I think it would be about the patient getting better because in Haitian Creole, you had to have the subject. So we could take it back to the hospital and say, okay, we have, we have a translation issue. You've got the double meaning in English, but you can only pick one English in, in the translation. And so then they could at least choose. But if you've got somebody doing a translation, something like that could happen in a legal agreement. And so you just have to say which one would prevail. Mm. All right. So how does Rapport International, how does it work? So someone goes to reporttranslations.com and they're like, okay, so we would love to have our website uh, make sure that, you know, because we're we're in Latin markets now, we want to make sure that our Spanish translation, we have someone that speaks Spanish internally, but honestly, we still mm-hmm. would love to make sure that we're getting this right. The tone, you know, it's the not just the language, it's the tone, it's the subtleties, right? And implications of, you know, cultural sensitivities, for example. But um, yeah, so um, where what does someone do when they go to reporttranslations.com? Yeah, so websites are real special considerations because there's so much going on with that. So we always recommend starting with a, a strategy phone call. And then we can find out um, where the language, where the 
language is going to be used. We can figure out, you know, what their uh, corporate strategy is, what their marketing strategy is, make sure their multilingual strategy is in alignment with that. Some products that or services that you're selling can have a globalized website, which means you can use one good Spanish to reach all the markets. Other times you really need to localize that, um, which means that you're really going after the consumer. They've got to have an emotional connection to it. It's like they're buying a football or a soccer ball. You know, they want to see their local team, their colors, their, you know, they want to feel really familiar when they go there. Mm. Um, Whereas there's another company that's called Rain Capers and they make ponchos. And their benefit is, is that when you're riding the bike, your bike, the poncho goes down over and covers so you don't get that black line up your back, mm. you know, you might be able to globalize that. So even though they're both consumer products. So we start with that to understand what language and whether it needs to be localized or globalized. So after the strategy, we look at the process. Okay. What, what is your buyer's journey through your website? What information is really popular? Are you already getting enough clicks at what are the top five questions people are going to ask? Um, I, another book I recommend is um, They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. It, it outlines the questions that people want to ask um, when they come to your website. I mean, they want to um, they want to ask the information they're looking to answer. Okay, so once we understand all that in the process, have you done any translation before? Do you have anything that you know product names already translated? Because you want to keep that consistent. Who's going to be handling it? Do you want that internal person to to do a, a copy edit? Mm. I wouldn't recommend them for translation, but sometimes they're really good to edit it to make sure it's yeah. got the sound of the company. Mm. Um, and in, in translations like writing, you know, you have, there's perfect amount of editors, too many, <laughs> you spoil <laughs> the brew. But if you have, you know, more people, we're, we're happy to build that into the system. Then you've got to look at the technology. Is it built on WordPress? That's great. There's a plugin that can help access the technology. Um is there, do you do a lot on social media? Um, are there, you know, do you have a buying platform on there and can that be translated? How's the currency shown? So we'll look at all. So it's strategy process, technology, and then quality. And quality has to be high quality for anything you're putting out. Um, the only time I say you can leverage machine translation is if you're getting a big number of customer reviews. And a good example of that is Airbnb or TripAdvisor. You go in there and all the company information is perfectly translated. Yeah. But underneath, when you're reading the reviews, sometimes you go, yeah, I do want to see what that person said. Um, and you can click and you can get the gist for it. But generally, I say no machine translation. Mm-hmm. Wendy Pease, uh, again, uh, your book is The Language of Global Marketing, um, which you can find on Amazon. The website, reporttranslations.com. Sounds like female founder, female run. Congratulations. Awesome on that. And uh, again, you can go to reporttranslations.com and there's a big yellow button that says, don't know where to start. We can help. Just click that yellow button and you can grab time and uh, and uh, Wendy's team can take really good care of you. Anything that we miss, Wendy? Uh, yeah. Check out my Global Marketing Show podcast. It's yeah. anywhere that What's you listen to podcasts. It's called The Global Marketing Show. 
We've got people on there talking about their real life experiences about doing international work. So it's, uh, I, I love doing it. Awesome. Wendy Pease, again, president of Report International, found on the web at reporttranslations.com. Wendy, thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to talk to you, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.